0: Romans. We're in there for a little while. Uh, we'll be here until 1st of September. We're going to take a four-week break and study the book of Nahum, and then we'll go back to Romans through the end of the year. So we're, we're, we're working hard on it. I um, hope you're encouraged by it and learning. encourage you to take notes and follow along. Would you pray with me this morning? Could you pray this prayer just silently in your heart? God, since there's something you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. Just give that prayer to God. God, since there's something you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. God, I pray that you'd be glorified. I pray everyone hearing this would be edified, and I pray that Satan would be horrified in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Turn to Romans 3. I'll meet you there at verse 27. Romans 3, starting in verse 27 be praying for me this week. I ask you to pray. Uh, I'll be up at Barakel speaking to uh, senior high week, the teens at Barakel. I heard that Cole, Cole Moore, one of our own, he's a counselor there this summer and he gets to be on, there's two sides at Barakel, two camps happening at the same time, two sides of the lake. And I heard he's going to be on my side. So I get to see your Cole uh, and encourage him and watch him in action. But I'll be preaching nine times this coming week. So just remember that in prayer as you're thinking about it this week. Looking forward to being back again next Sunday and preaching, though, so we're going to be on it. Let's read Romans 3, 27 through four 12. Let's read it together. Where then is boasting? Is it excluded because of the law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through the same faith, do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Then he goes into Romans 4. What then shall we say that Abraham... Our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter. If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Not to the one who works. Wages are as credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one into whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. He was quoting Psalms there. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received circumcision as a sign, a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then, he is the father of all who believe, but have not been circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is then also the father of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. May God add his blessing to the reading of Scripture. And the only question you should be asking if you don't know is, what does the word circumcised mean? I'm not going to go there. If you don't know, you need to look that up and understand that on your own. It's, an, it's a physical thing that is done to a body, and I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a big part of this passage, though, and I hope to break it apart for you. So let's, let's go verse by verse through this. What is our, our oh, this reminder of last week, but now. Everybody say, but now. now. Remember last week we talked about Danach, that German word that means but, or yet, or after. And that, that is that equation. If A, is God is holy, and B, we are sinners, how can we get to we are saved? You can't get there by any other way except for Danach. but, but God. That word but is so important. Uh, Paul was saying that, that there's no way we can get saved but for God. God has to do something. We can't do anything. And so denach is the only way. And then this week, Romans three twenty seven through four twelve. The big idea is sola fide, justification by faith alone. I don't know if you're aware of the solas. There are several solas, which is, means alone. Um, but faith, fide, is faith. Sola fide. It's faith alone. We learned that last week. Paul talked about justification by faith alone. This week, he's like a a bulldog lawyer in the courtroom, and he's going to add to justification by faith. The only way you can be saved is by faith. Now he's going to explain you can't do it by works. So it's justification by faith, not by works. And then we'll get to those points at the end. Let's walk through verse by verse first, if you're taking notes. Verse 26 and 27, he brings up boasting. 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 We all know that in Galatians 6, 14, we are told we boast in nothing except for the cross. We have nothing to boast about. Paul's going to later talk about Abraham. He's the father. He's the bigwig of it all. I mean, don't mess with Father Abraham, but he's going to mess with them big time today. You guys might not have known it, but what Paul just said was like, he just he just went, big time bomb on these people reading this letter by messing with Abraham. (laughs) We're going to learn something from Abraham today that's vitally important. It all comes down to boasting. Don't boast in anything. We all come through the door of grace and we know that the ground is level at the cross. Isn't that a beautiful thing? At the cross, the ground is level. There is no Jew nor Greek. There's no male nor female that becomes important today. Back to that circumcision thing. Pretty one-sided, wasn't it? Huh? You with me? Th- th- raise your hand if you know what circumcision means. Okay, I'm talking to you people. Pay attention. That's a big deal when all of a sudden it's not about that circumcision anymore and then there's all this talk about uh, no, ne- neither male nor female. What? A big distinction has been made What's the new sign? The sign of the Old Testament covenant was circumcision, which is for the male. What's the sign of the new covenant? Anybody know? You can say it out loud. I know we're in church, but it's okay. I won't call you Pentecostal if you speak. Anybody? which is signified by, what's the sign? There's, it, it, circumcision is a very visual thing. It's a very physical thing that takes place. God gave us a very physical thing that can take place to, to give a sign to the world that we are with Jesus. It's called baptism. It's called baptism. It's not just for men anymore. There's no longer male or female. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer bond or free. It's all level at the cross. Remember? Remember? We've learned, all y'all are sinners, <laughs> amen? It's okay to, to admit that because I've already said I'm the worst one in the room, so nobody's picking on you. We're all sinners, but the good news is y'all can be saved by grace. Evil playing ground, equal playing ground. Let's go to verse 26, or 28 to 30. He talks about justica- justification by faith alone. This is that solified, solified, it moves from anthropology to theology. I love how Paul makes a little switch. He was talking about physical thing with the circumcision thing. He's talking about something physical, man. But now all of a sudden he starts switching to theology. Salvation comes through faith, not through something done to your body. Moving to today's, not through something done when you get in a tank. We got we to make this connection, you guys. Know where Paul's going with this whole thing. Some people are very confused about baptism today. They think that when you go in the waters, that saves you. That's the washing of regeneration. And you know what? Baptism is great, and baptism is important. It is the sign for us, like it was the sign in the Old Testament. However, you need to know, Paul's going to make sure it's very clear, that is not your salvation. That's the sign of the saved. It happens after you become saved. We're going to find out about that today. He he explains in verse twenty through thirty. There's one God, one salvation, only one way. Then he starts talking about the law. Does that mean that it nullifies the law? And Paul makes it very clear: no way. He's like no way. See, people listening to Paul uh, start getting a little worried. He hadn't even hit the bomb yet, but they get a little worried because he's talking about this faith now. And wait a second, we've been following the law religiously. We're good. We're good people. We do right now Paul's talking about faith is what saves you. What? You mean I didn't need to be good all this time? <laughs> and Paul's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. It doesn't nullify the law. The law, the Bible tells us the law is a teacher. It's an instructor about how to live by faith. Eyeballs here for a second. Saved by faith and live by faith. We now live out God's law, we live out. God's rules in holy living because we've been saved by faith. We don't live the law to be saved. We're saved, so we live holy. I hope that makes sense. Now we go to chapter 4. Here she comes. What you talking about, Paul? He says in chapter 4, What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, No, you don't. You can just see the Jews saying, "Whoa, whoa, Whoa, Paul. Be careful what you say next. Abraham's our big gig. It's Abraham. Don't mess with Abraham. What did he find? Is what Paul says, which is interesting. It's a whole thing there, a play on words, because Abraham left not knowing where he was called to be. He he left to obey God. And and he, he what did he find? He found out he had nothing to boast about before God. Verse 3: Abraham believed, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Salvation came through belief before he was a Jew. Let's look at Genesis 15:6. Do we have that on the screen? Genesis 15:6? If not, um, I can look it up. Can we find it? Genesis 15:6. This is important because it's the first time that believe, the word believe, was used in Scripture and it has to do with salvation. Is it up there? Thank you. I've got Genesis fifteen six. You got them backwards. Genesis 15-6. Not their fault. I threw this on them at the last minute here. Genesis 15 and verse 6. Should I keep looking? Tell me if it comes up. Genesis fifteen six. I'll read it. If it comes up, I can prove it, that I'm right. And he believed the Lord, and he, the Lord, counted it to him as righteousness. Right there in Genesis, at the... First part of our Bible. This is the, you know, the skinny part. This has just got started, right? We had creation, we had the fall, and now we've got Father Abraham called to be the father of, of the new uh, believers. And, and you know what? Uh, it's told in verse 6 of chapter 15, and he believed. Did it say, and he got circumcised? And he became righteous? Did it say that? In Genesis 56 it says, and he believed. It's faith that saves. Newsflash. Abraham didn't get circumcised until chapter 17 of Genesis. For two whole chapters, he's saved by faith and he's not even a Jew yet. There's no Jews. There's no Jews at this point. God is calling Abraham to be the father of a new nation of the Jewish people. And the sign of that is going to be circumcision. But newsflash, and this is the bomb that dropped. I can imagine as the letters being read at church in Rome, the Jews are like, "Ah, no, you didn't. I don't know what they did. But the the Jews had to be like, we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go to hands here. We're going to go to hands. Come on. When Paul shows up, we got some, we got some problems. He messing with Abraham. Oh, and he nails it as he goes further. He continues to talk about Abraham and how it was that he believed and was made righteous. And then in chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, wages. He makes it very clear that wages are not a gift, it's what's owed. When you work 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week, and at the end of the week, I'm gonna this is how old I am. They hand you a paycheck. I know they don't, it's direct deposited, but it makes more sense. They hand you a paycheck, you don't say, Oh really? Thank you. You're so kind. You don't do that. You're like, give me a I work my butt off and you put it in your pocket, and then you You know what I mean. Wages are earned. It's what you get for the time you put in. And what Paul is saying is when it comes to salvation, they're not wages. You're not getting paid for what you've done. It's by faith alone, not by works. So there's no boasting. Again, that's the main theme. No boasting. Everybody say no boasting. boasting. Wages are not a gift. They're what's owed. And then he quotes David, I love it, Psalm 32. It's basically David saying, it's, it's not works, it's by grace. Thank you, Jesus. Right, he didn't know about Jesus yet. He, Thank you, God, for saving us. And then comes 9 through 12. Let me read it one more time. Woo, Paul. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it... After he was circumcised or before? By, by the way, Paul is doing a, a typical writing technique called the diatribe. He's having a one person conversation. He's bringing up questions and then answering them. I love that. He, he's a great lawyer. He's like, here's the question, now here's the answer. No pause, no, no, no audience participation. This is not a rhetorical thing. I mean, just you be quiet and listen to me go. He says, was it after? Or before. It was not after, but before. That's that exclamation point. He received circumcision as a sign, a seal of righteousness, that he had. Everybody say had. Abraham was saved by faith. This, this throws the whole Jewish context on its head. All these people that have been Jewish since birth, they're like, we're the people of God. And I know, you know Paul's saying now the, people, the church is made up of the Jews and the non-Jews, the Greeks and the Gentiles. I mean, we're, we're one church. And I can see all the Jews saying, yeah, yes, we're all one church. We're all one people. We're all the same. You get it, right? I really do think the Jews were like, okay, we'll get it right on the quiz, but we all know that we're the super religious ones. We we all know that we we like you know, hey, we're in. They're in too, you know, but they're barely in. You know, we're we're in. We're the super religious pact. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. There is no super religious pact. There are no more holy people. (laughs) The field is level before the cross. Christ made it an even playing ground that all our sinners, all are saved by faith. This is huge, by the way. This this had to be mind-blowing when he said that. So then, he is the father of all who believe. Wait a second. Now, okay, now, Paul, (laughs) you're pushing it here. Father Abraham's our father, the Jewish people. He's Father Abraham for us. I don't know who these people's father are. And Paul's like, oh, no, 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 no. Father Abraham is the father of all who believe. He's, all your, he's your daddy. He's all your daddy. Because we all come by faith. And so he's the father of all who believe. And the Jewish people are like, Paul, you're taking away all of our specialness. Paul, you're just, you know, we, 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 we liked being a little bit higher ranked. No. Paul's saying, no higher ranked. There's no higher rank. He's the father of all, the circumcised any uncircumcised, who come by faith. Yes, he's the father of the Jews, but those who also follow in the footsteps of faith. Our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. What a radical thought. So let's end it today. Because we're justified by faith, number one, we have no reason to boast. I hope you walk away understanding that today. Chapters 1, chapters 2, chapter 3 all the way to verse 20 was all about sin. And so we're all sinners, and then we get to 21, danach. But now, Jesus, he's the only way to salvation. So we have no reason to boast. No reason to boast. Number two, we can now fulfill the true intent of the law. I want you to know that today. Don't, don't think Paul is saying, it doesn't matter how you live, because it's by faith, you're saved, by grace alone, I'm saved, I'm in. Some, some people have that mentality, even yet today, that all I need to do is say a prayer and I get the fire insurance card. You get the get out of hell free card. It's like monopoly, right? You're like, oh, I'll say that prayer and get that card. Woohoo! I got that in my pocket. Right? I've escaped hell, so now I'll live like hell the rest of my life. No, no. Paul would say, No way. It's not that the law is null and void. Now we obey God as believers. We're called to holy living because we're saved by faith. It doesn't save us, but it tells us how to live. The law is a teacher. It convicts us. It tells us when we're sinning and it tells us to get on the right path. Number three, everything we receive from God is by grace, not merit. What we learn from this passage is the wages thing. It's given. It's a gift. You don't earn it. You didn't work for it. Number four. In this passage, we learn that we each have equal access to God. There is no super pact. There is no super holy people. Some of you might think that. You might be sitting here today and say, ah, oh, man, that one family sitting over there, and they've been here forever, and, and they're, really the, they're really the special family at Oakwood. No. No, there, there, there is no rank. I, I I don't know how to explain it to you. Paul made it so clear. If he can take Abraham and say, Abraham, all of you, equal playing field. Then you need to know today, if you've come into this place and maybe you're new and Or you're wondering if you fit here and you're like, these people don't know me. If they only knew that all week I've been struggling and I've been making a mess and I've done some horrible things. If these people only knew this, they would reject me. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you from the platform this morning, welcome to Oakwood. We're God's people. We're all a mess. Amen? I often make the comment, who who here has a past? And, and and some of y'all are like, yeah, I got a past. You know, your pastor has a past. I haven't always been a pastor. I've made some bad choices in my life, struggled through some addictions. And you know what? We're just misfits. <laughs> Remember the Christmas, the, the island of misfit toys? You know that? They're all kind of messed up and whacked out, you know, the toys that don't work, you know, and nobody wants them because they're just, uh, they're messy, you know, and, and, in. I always, when I get to that part of that Christmas special, I see those misfits, and I'm like, "Hey, we're going to church. Here comes church. We've got that pink spotted elephant, right? And you got that uh, the, the box. <inaudible> Remember the Jack in the Box that don't pop? Some of y'all, some of y'all like that. You're like Christians, and you're struggling. You're like, <Bangladeshi> <inaudible> <inaudible> I'm on my way to church. Here we go." <sighs> He just one fry short of a full happy meal we don't know we're just not all the way there we're just we're missing it we're not firing at all and then you know what you show up at church and you're like if these people only knew they would reject me now listen come on in come on in the water's fine you're in the island of misfit toys today there's no abraham here there's no there's nobody here who's of a higher status we're all Under the cross, we all come through Jesus. The Bible says he's the only door. Knock. He stands and he knocks. Open. You don't earn it. You're not good enough. You don't have a family lineage that matters. You can't get in by mom and daddy's faith. You can't get in on grandpa's faith. It's about you. Do you believe? If you do, it's counted unto you as righteousness, just like Abraham. Now let's talk about the sign. God gave his people a sign that would set them apart, that they would say, this makes me different. And it was circumcision in the Old Testament today. Amen. That's not the sign. Hey, hallelujah. You think me talking some people into getting baptized is hard. Wait until I had to say, come up here. I got a scapula. You know, no, no. I mean, there'd be a lot less people Coming for the sign, if I had a knife in my hand, right? And so now it's not—it's not the knife, and it's not just for the men. It's baptism. It's the waters, and it's a beautiful thing because it's a sign to everybody. It's the visual picture of salvation. We go into the waters, and we do it deep. We go all the way water in. We got tanks, man. We don't just sprinkle. We don't just pour. We go dunking. We go in the water because it signifies that we die to our sinfulness, and we raise again to new life. We were buried and made new again. It's Jesus dying and being buried and rising to new life. It's a picture. Everybody say picture. It's our sign. I I don't know why anybody wouldn't be baptized as a believer, which makes me want to give the point in closing. Why do we say baptism has to be for Believers, adults, and it can't be that we do it for babies. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do it for babies? But we can't. From Genesis 15, we learn that it comes through faith. Babies and infants can't put their faith in Jesus. And we can't do anything for them until they can understand and come to faith on their own. So we can't just baptize a baby. For forgiveness of sins that's not how it works the bible's clear it never was that way now hold on some of y'all are like you you think paul threw down abraham you're throwing down my baby baptism oh hold on don't be throwing hands this morning if you got baptized as a baby that means that somebody in your life thought enough of god and you that they wanted to do something Maybe mistakenly they wanted to do something, but they wanted to do something. If you are sitting here today and you've put your faith in Jesus and you were baptized as a baby, I say, come to the waters, be baptized again as an adult. And that should not nullify what your parents did for you. It should make them even more proud that as an adult you're continuing what they hoped for. Amen? Yeah, come to the waters and say, I believe. I believe that Jesus died Was buried and he rose again. And I believe that because of that, I can die to my old self and be raised to new life. If you haven't been baptized as a believer, I encourage you just do it. Just do it. It's a lot better than the knife. And it's a testimony to the world. We can say to everybody, I'm with Jesus, it's a declaration. And so this morning I encourage you. Maybe you haven't been baptized before and this is a whole new thought. And maybe you're worried about what grandma might think. Go tell grandma you're going to follow up what happened early on in your life. And you're going to be baptized as an adult because you believe in Jesus. And it's not against her. It should encourage her. (laughs) I will say Oakwood is a place of grace. Some people just can't take that step. Some of y'all are afraid of water. I don't know. Some of y'all afraid of your pastor, I don't know. You're like, I'm not gonna let that guy dunk me. He might not bring me back up. I will, I always do. I've never lost anybody. I've never, not even close. I'd encourage you to do it. As we get to this part in Romans, if you understand that you are a sinner, Romans 1, 2, 3, 1 through 20, I'm a sinner. Yep, no doubt about it, but God. And so you know that the only way to come to, to salvation is through Jesus Have you had a time when you've gone to God and said, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my life as my Savior and Lord. If you've done that by faith, it's not about saying a prayer, but that's how we can do it through faith. If you've expressed that to God, then you're in. You're in. What better thing to do than after that is to say, hey, world. Hey, world, I'm with Jesus. Come watch this. Yeah. No holding back. So in conclusion, we're going to get done early today just because. It is by God's grace he has declared me righteous through faith. I should walk humbly. I must live as a sacrificial servant, loving God and loving people. See, what is the law? i just end with this. What is the law? Remember what Jesus, when he was asked to sum it up, what's the most important? What did he say? The law hangs on this. Love God with everything you've got and love people. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. Guess what? The law has not been nullified. Let's live what Jesus said is the law, as saved people, through faith, made righteous. God declared righteous because of faith. That's, let's now live it out by loving God with everything that we got and loving people with everything we've got. Amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for Romans. I thank you for the teaching. I just, uh, it's, Paul is so clear. He's so rock-solid, even not afraid to scare the Jews half to death. I pray, God, that we would all understand there's no super spiritual pact, but that we're all saved by grace. We're all on equal footing under the cross. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? We do a song at the end of our Communion Sundays. Let me sing it to you as a benediction. Can I do that? Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. God bless. Have a great week.